Hi everyone, welcome back to Find Your Resilience. And if you're new to this podcast, I talk about resiliency, coming back from setbacks and how to deal with adversities. And today I wanted to talk about compassion, specifically self-compassion. According to the University of Berkeley, their definition of compassion is suffering for others. And, you know, it goes in depth about, you know, having the desire to help one another And, you know, I can't agree more with that definition. And then, you know, self-compassion is pretty much having the desire to help yourself and, you know, not allowing your mistakes, I guess, crush you and ruin you to the point where it's harder for you to like bounce back from the setback. So it's pretty much, you know, showing yourself more love. And as you may know, if you've listened to previous episodes, I talk about, you know, my fair share um, humility from having to start NP school over again, getting fired from a job, almost getting fired again from a job, um, dealing with the death of my father and yada, yada, yada. Now I'm I'm in a better place. I relocated to West Palm Beach, for those who don't know, with my fiance. And we're planning to have a wedding, hopefully soon, once we find a house with a large backyard. Because I do want a backyard wedding. I want an intimate wedding where we could gather a family. Um, But going back to compassion, you know, how many of us have shown kindness to ourselves, you know, after making a mistake, mistake or dealing with the tragedy of some sort? And I forget what I was listening to. Oh, no. I'm part of this study with the University of Colorado. And it pretty much is like a coaching study. And it helps you with burnout. And I wish this study was available sooner. But I'm part of this study. And they were talking about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And fixed mindset is pretty much when you're stagnant and you're constantly... Just saying mean things about yourselves, like, oh man, I'm never gonna do, I'm never gonna be able to do this. I don't know if I could do it. You know, a lot of negativity while growth mindset is like, okay, this is a mistake. What did I learn from this mistake and how can I grow from this mistake? You know, this mistake might happen again, but maybe I could try XYZ next time. You know, so it's kind of more on a positive mindset, but. If you've listened to my last episode, I kind of touched on, you know, work incident where I was used as a scapegoat and pretty much they were blaming me for not moving quick enough to prescribe medications for this child that was in psychosis. But what a lot of these systems failed to mention is that it was a whole systematic compromise and nurse practitioners you know, to work autonomous and you're being micromanaged and, you know, you're just not in an environment for growth, it could become a challenge. And this is why I've always, you know, they say never be like loyal to a company because trust me, we're all replaceable. And in my situation, you know, I, I could have been replaceable. And I think it was the nudge for me to move on to my journey. You know, I talked about wanting to move to Florida 
and it was the best time to put my resignation letter in, and I did just that. And, you know, I don't think my director was expecting that. I think her goal was to terminate me, but when I say God, he shows you signs and helps you with your decision-making, um, yeah, I got a lot of signs. And I realized right then and there, I'm like, nope, if you want me to continue to work for a doctor who has no respect, who will humiliate you in front of everybody, absolutely not. And this is where you have to show yourself self-compassion, self-love, and know your self-worth. So that being said, <clears throat> I didn't feel bad at all resigning. And unfortunately, I had to put a 90-day resignation letter. So I had a long three months before my last day. But, you know, I'm appreciative of that journey because I must say, guys, I I think I found my dream job. My dream job, like where I work now, as I mentioned before, I work for an agency and they provide, you know, psychological testing, therapy. They have support groups for, you know, women who has been in domestic abuse, family members who've you know, lost, I think, an adult, their adult child. So there's grief support. They pretty much have everything under the sun. There's financial assistance. Um, they're a nationally accredited nonprofit agency. They do get a lot of funding from the government and especially from a lot of Jewish donors. Um, and they just won nonprofit of the year. So I'm so glad to be part of a team that, Shows true compassion, uh, sorry, well, true passion for mental health and compassion for themselves and others. And I must say, like, every day when I come to work, everyone's smiling, everyone's saying hello, good morning. Everyone's, like, in the morning, I think today, one of our co-workers made, like, a pumpkin spice pound cake. Um, everyone is just very humble and nice. Even the doctor I work with, when I say God hears my prayers, the doctor whom I work under is super, super, super chill. Total opposite of what I had. Like, when I say I don't think this man ever yelled in his life, he's just so calm. He has over 50 years of experience. I mean, this guy is probably going to be <laughs> retiring soon, but he has, like, what, over 50 years of experience. He graduated in 1977, like... This guy has a lot of experience, and he's just so calm, and he loves teaching, and, you know, I'm just so grateful that I'm in a better predicament now, and, you know, if I didn't go through that situation I went through with my previous employer, I probably wouldn't have appreciated this job. He gets, what, eight patients? He has, like, eight follow-up patients in a day. You get an hour lunch break. You could create your own schedule. You can work from home. They provide you with your own personal laptop. I can't complain. And they're paying me way more. They're paying me way more. So I can't complain. You know, God knew what I needed. And I had to be in alignment for that. If I stayed in a job that was draining me, I wouldn't have never attracted this position. So I'm grateful for that. That being said, when I do mention self-compassion, it's showing kindness to yourself, being nice to yourself, not being so hard on yourself. 
it's okay to make mistakes. And I've realized I've worked with some coworkers who are perfectionists. You know, they don't want to make a mistake. They're scared that people are going to judge them or maybe they don't want to be perceived as incompetent, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I notice perfectionists, they tend to have higher anxiety levels and they're not open to making mistakes and failing. And I feel like a lot of your a lot of your teachings or learnings come from mistakes. You like you learn a lot from your mistakes. It humbles you and it helps you kind of bounce back quicker. Like for me, if I didn't know what failure was, I think I would have been very stagnant. Like I've failed in classes before. I've I you know, got fired from a job before. I had to start nurse practitioner school all over before. It was just a lot of setbacks after setbacks. But I was like, you know what? As long as you have faith and hope, you'll make it to the other side. So I think self-compassion is important for all of us. And there's always room for growth and learning how to be more compassionate. But yeah, this new job that I have, it's just, I work with such compassionate co-workers. I must say with the whole, you know, issue with the Israelites versus the Palestinians, the whole war going on, the kidnapping, which is so unfortunate. You know, my directors, they created a safe space for people to talk because I work with a lot of Jewish folks. And they created a safe space for everyone to just talk about their feelings. And they wanted to help create coping skills for, you know, my fellow co-workers. And I'm like, wow, my directors really care about us. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you don't see that often. And, you know, I feel like that's true leadership. There's a lot of people who go into leadership because they want to be that authoritarian. They want power but they lack leadership skills. And I must say these folks that I work with now, they're so compassionate, they're loving, very friendly, and they have open door policy. You could talk to them about anything. Um, very welcome, welcoming and warming. And I'm so happy I have this new job, guys. Like, um, it's something I needed. At first I was like, oh, I don't know if I wanna do outpatient, but I must say I'm not stressed. And though I work, what? five days a week, it doesn't feel that way. And then because I could create my own schedule, if I want to see more clients in the beginning of the week, then I could leave earlier towards the end of the week. We get Jewish holidays off, national holidays off. You get your birthday off. Like you get your cell phone paid for. Like, what can I say? Like, this is the dream job y'all. And I'm, I'm just so happy. And you know, if, if you're not happy with that job, as I mentioned before, it's okay to leave. Trust me, when you close that door, you're allowing other open doors for you. So, just wanted to share that. You know, we could all be resilient. And what else do I want to share with y'all? I think that's about it. I just want to say how I'm so glad for showing myself compassion and allowing new opportunities to arise and not being so hard on myself I think sometimes certain situations could be quite devastating and I'm learning just 
just take one deep breath at a time. And yeah, that's about it, guys. Thank you for taking your time to listen to Find Your Resilience. Have a great day. Take care.